Ahoy, mateys, and welcome to the AnimeBooey.org Anime Fan Recommendation Podcast, your monthly port of call for anime reviews and recommendations that maybe aren't on your radar, but most definitely should be. I'm your host, First Mate Sidekick, and with me, as always, is Captain Spike. Rafu! Today is May 27th, 2017, and this is the AnimeBooey.org Podcast, Episode 21, Space Patrol Luluco. Welcome again, once again, our beautiful and lovely listeners, to another episode of the AnimeBooey.org Anime Fan Recommendation recommendation podcast animebuoy.org anime fan recommendation podcast this week we're talking about triggers 2016 short form anime space patrol luluko so let's buckle in and get this party started so the overview of this show is about a 13 year old middle schooler named luluko who lives a somewhat normal life or at least wants to because she lives in the solar system frontier space colonization zone Ogikubo, which is where aliens and humans intermingle, and her father is part of the Space Patrol. So she just wants to live a normal life and go to school and not have anything weird happen to her, but her father gets accidentally frozen by alien contraband, and so she has to take her father's place in the Space Patrol and report to Chief Overjustice, who is a skeleton dude who is on fire. Who is super badass. Yeah, um, in order to help revive her father. So then she ends up working together with the exchange student Alpha Omega Nova and her classmate Midori as they go through space and have some adventures to uh, try and <laughs> discover what happened to their town that went missing when their mom when her mom stole it. <laughs> so. <laughs> Even by Studio Trigger standards, this one has a pretty silly concept, so uh, I want to start out, of course, by talking about a little bit about the production history. Uh, in this case, I'm sure a lot of you who are listening out there are familiar with the work of Studio Trigger. Uh, it was, of course, founded in 2011 by former Gainax employees, and uh, Hiroyuki Imaishi-san is really the main guy over there. Uh, you, you know, he's been responsible for Kill a Kill, of course, uh, back with Gainax. Of course, Gurren Lagann. And, of course, uh, going all the way back to working on Evangelion and Fully Cooly, which is, in some ways, kind of a spiritual cousin in some ways, just in the way that this is presented. Because this is a series that is broken up into seven-minute episodes, and each block of three episodes makes up a season. Uh, However, this actually aired as part of the ultra-super anime time block on Tokyo MX, and... And it was along with two other shows in the spring 2016 season, a rebroadcast of one of the Idol Master series, and season two of the Kagewane series. So uh, it aired um, from April 1st to June 24th and has a total of 13 episodes. As an aside, um, part of what put this on the radar, my radar, is actually that I'm a big fan of Kagewani. And so I was sort of like, I'd assumed that Luluko would be similar to that in in tone. It is not at all. (laughs) So I guess that that kind of jumps right into uh, our conversation. So you got into it by it, it, as part of being part of the ultra, ultra super, super anime time, yeah. And so, uh, so what were you kind of expecting it to be like then? Well, Kagewani is like a horror anime, and it it's sort of like an urban legend type thing where like there are all these traditional like Japanese monster concepts, and they're sort of placed on like modern day Japan. So, 
Um, you know, I thought that, you know, uh, Luluco, certainly with Space Patrol in the name, I didn't think that it was going to be, you know, a, a noir horror series. But I, I did expect it to be sort of a more mature, darker, more serious anime like Kagewani is. Uh, and that's not what it is at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, by the time I became more familiar with it, uh, I knew that it was uh, meant to be a comedy. And then you know, there's definitely some other elements in there. But uh, so it's, it's just interesting to... Uh, that it would be paired with such a, you know, kind of serious show. Yeah, so although, what, you know, obviously Idolmaster was also a part of that block, and that is not, it's not really like either of these other two shows. Right, right. Uh, so what would you say drew you to it once you knew what it was about? Well, you know, it's so it's a Studio Trigger piece, which I'm a big fan of tr- Trigger. We've talked about them a lot here on the show over the last few years. So I was still interested. Um... And then as I watched it, you know, at first it sort of plays as gag anime, similar to how FLCL might look if you only watch one episode. Um, but like much like FLCL, it's one of those shows that for me, it takes on more depth as you get into it. And like it ends up having a little more to say than you might have thought after just that first episode. So anytime you have a show that sort of unfolds like that and has like increasing amounts of depth, that is something that always captures my attention. Uh, well, what about you, Saigi? Uh, yeah, again, like kind of what you said, that, you know, was another work from Trigger, and I was really interested to see what they would do, because I know that they've done other short form, uh, mostly as original animation, but I was curious to see, you know, how... Because, like, you know, with especially Kill a Kill, there's, like, so much going on in that show that I was like, what, what is this going to be like with little seven-minute chunks at a time? But surprisingly, there's a lot of story packed in there. It's not just all gags and laughs, you know? Oh, absolutely. And how did you originally view this? Well, luckily, it's actually on Crunchyroll. It was, as it was airing, it was a simulcast, and it's it's still on there, so you can go view it there right now if you'd like. Yeah, well, I guess that takes care of where to watch it, which we would say <laughs> at the end. So I want to know, uh, what characters from the show were you drawn to? Which ones did you connect with, and what made you connect with those characters? You know, um, can I say Luluko's dad, Keiji? Because he's fine. Ah! No, no, I, I, um, you know, as I had mentioned, I really liked General Manager over justice i thought that he was a really cool looking character i like his sort of over the top zany gagness um but obviously luluko is sort of the star of the show it's very much her story and she's a strong young female protagonist in the style of like a a madoka type character which is a character archetype i'm really really into like that whole like um i'm a girl who like was granted all these powers and rather than like always being sad all the time and moping and needing my friends to hold me up like she sort of finds her power from within her own self, and that's always uh, an archetype that really works for me. Um, well, what about you, Saigi? Yeah, uh, I really liked um, Midori. She was, uh, so s- slight spoiler, she is originally introduced as a classmate who turns out to be a target that the Space Patrol is after, but then ends up joining the Space Patrol to try to get out of being arrested and thrown in jail or executed. So, uh, you know, she's kind of the foil to Luko and, you know, definitely uh, snarky and kind of a frenemy character, but at the end, you know, throughout the series kind of really grows to appreciate what Luluko does. And uh, yeah, yeah so I, I thought really, that was really cool. I enjoyed her. I also really enjoyed uh, her mother, Laliko, who we find out is the space pirate. Uh, she, uh, I, I got a lot of um, kind of throwbacks to the mother from Kill a Kill, 
but not quite as a serious business as Kill a Kill. But, uh, uh, you know, so I enjoyed, I like, you know, the kind of the snarky female characters, but I also really like Luluco. I like, you know, uh, the manager over Justice. Really all the characters, especially in such a short-form show, you know, it's really amazing how, how much character development there was. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with with this sort of show, you know, either it's going to be, I feel like either with, with a, like a seven-minute show, it's either just going to be all gags or kind of just like all killer no filler, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And we see that kind of over here with things like Steven Universe where it'll be like a 13-minute episode and, you know, sometimes it's just silly fluff, but then sometimes it's just like all story, all the feels and stuff. So um, how did you feel about the music from this show? You know, I really liked it. Um, going into this, I was a little hesitant because I had heard that the ending song was going to be done by Vocaloid, which, like, is Yeah, Teddy Lloyd. Ty- yeah, yeah. It's not typically my genre. Like, I appreciate the Hatsune Miku aesthetic and, you know, but Miku, Miku is a very specific kind of Vocaloid and one that is, I think, a little intentionally artificial. Um, Teddy Lloyd, is that who you said did this one? Yep. Teddy Lloyd's vocal is um, a little bit more organic sounding, and normally that enters like an audio uncanny valley for me. But in this case, it didn't actually. thought it was really cool. I thought the incidental music use throughout the se- series, although sparse, was really well done. Um, maybe a little unmemorable, but s- while I was watching it, it worked very well. I don't expect that I would be listening to Luluko music outside of the show, but for maybe the opening and closing. But, you know, not every not everything has to be your name with an incidental score that you know you buy on multiple right. cds in different languages you know uh so i i just looked up teddy lloyd is actually the what the name that a japanese dj and electronica musician goes by and he actually did music for uh penny and stocking with carter belt that's awesome and you know i actually tonally felt that luluko is very similar to panty and stocking so that makes oh, sense oh yeah because we forgot to mention that the space patrol turns into justice guns so they're <laughs> they have like a transformation sequence and then turn into guns that shoot and arrest or kill people. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like, um, you know, the um, the incidental music wasn't super memorable. I thought the most memorable music pieces were when you had that Teddy Lloyd song, like, featured in little, like, uh, snippets in the background, like, during, like, the emotional moments. Yeah. All right. Well, without giving too many spoilers, what episode or episodes did you find most memorable? You know, that easily, for me, has to go for, like, the last two episodes. Um, You know, the show starts off very gaggy, very silly. Complete with trigger crossovers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But but by the end, uh, it's a little more serious. The action sequences are um, framed way more cohesively, like, rather than just, like, the action scenes being, like, a visual gag that's like long running they're actually like really awesome cool choreographed fight scenes which i thought was really neat um what what about you yeah i mean i definitely feel like that's where it went to the next level as far as the you know kind of sillier episodes i definitely enjoyed the crossover with little witch academia uh, because it heavily featured Susie, and again, she's, uh, you know, kind of a deadpan, snarky character, so uh, I thought that one was really funny in terms of, you know, the, the sillier side, but yeah, the last two episodes, last two or three episodes really kind of, uh, really tied it together in a surprising way. Yeah, completely agreed. Um, I think that those two were probably my favorite episodes, but I also really enjoyed um, the Red Thread of Fate planet episode. Right, as soon as I saw the 
the planet covered with threads. I'm like, oh, I know what this is supposed to be. Yeah, right. Uh, but I, I, uh, I mean, honestly, the cool thing about this show is that the episodes are like seven minutes long, and there's only 13 of them, so you could just sit down and watch it in an afternoon pretty easily. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely accessible to get into. It's, you know, there's... Some touching moments, but it's not like something where you're going to need a bottle of wine and a box of tissues and a carton of ice cream or something. You know, it's not going to, like, devastate you necessarily. Yeah, and, you know, that's actually, funny enough, something I was a little bit worried about because, you know, in, when I heard about this show and someone had mentioned that the character was um, Madoka adjacent, I'm like, Ooh, oh, yeah, I don't know if I want to watch all this again right now. <laughs> But um, it, you know, it, it has its own thing to say about those tropes, and I actually think it's a better show for it, honestly. Yeah, so uh, how would you say that this show compares to or defies the tropes of the various genres it covers? So, you know, it's definitely, there's definitely science fiction in there, comedy, a little teen romance, you know, you got the, like, um sort of like cop genre i guess in there too so like how would you compare it to other anime are there any similar anime i know you've mentioned madoka a couple times but uh for people who yeah i mean in terms of like a direct comparison i wouldn't really compare it to madoka it's just that the character of lalak luluko and the character of madoka are very similar um, as far as like tonally and stuff, it would it's way closer to something like uh, Pantheon Stocking Garter Belt. Yeah, yeah, I would say or or FLCL, which obviously is adjacent to that. Right, I would say it's definitely a little bit lighter in some ways. Oh yeah, but FLCL it, FLCL is definitely more about that like teen on Wii. This is more about your you know t- first teen love and well and and when you say that, it still comes off as being like kind of heavy. Um, but the thing I really like about it is I wouldn't really call it heavy at all. It, it right. has, like, a brief brush with heaviness, but even then it's played in, like, a very sweet, wistful kind of way. It is, yeah. That I actually didn't find to be heavy at all, but I, I actually did find it to be somewhat uplifting. So I really yeah. enjoyed it. And that, for me, is probably one of the big things, is right now when you have these shows, because uh, there's almost, like, some magical girl elements to Luluko, um, but in a way that's really, I think, played for laughs, like with the henshin sequences and stuff. Um you know, when you typically have one of those shows, either in 2017 at least, they're going to be super heavy or they're going to be complete meaningless fluff. And so for me, the, the big difference here and how it does defy the tropes and expectations of these kinds of features in 2017 is that it does have something to say. Yeah. But it's not going to beat you over the head with it. You're not going to go to bed crying. It's just it's a fun little romp that also has has purpose. And I think that mm-hmm. that's something that we don't see a lot of in this particular particular moment of time right so. and i think kill the kill definitely had elements of that but definitely was a little more intense in well, its own way too both in the way that it, it could be way more irreverent than luluko ever is but it could also be way more heavy than luluko ever i do have is. to say there were some moments on yeah like you said uh especially when they were leaving the planet of the thread <laughs> like i uh, i was just like ah yeah right um but yeah, well said. Um, do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, no, just, you know, if you're listening to this show, you probably have a Crunchyroll subscription. I strongly recommend you watch this show. You can watch the whole thing in like an hour and a half because, yeah. again, 13 seven-minute episodes. Definitely. And there's also a manga adaptation uh, that was in Ultra Jump magazine and... 
has been released in English by Crunchyroll. So yeah, yeah, that's that. actually on the uh, Crunchyroll manga right now. Like you could read awesome. that manga if you'd like to. All right. Well, with that, uh, go check it out on Crunchyroll, and we're gonna go to our Ask Mail. We said this month we look at Trigger's 2016 sci-fi short form anime, Space Patrol Luluko. Have you seen it? Uh, we had a tweet from Monarch Piratica, aka Salker, saying, "No, but I'm." thinking I should simply based on this alone based on the description. Yes, you should. And also we have Immunity69 saying yes, I love it. Studio Trigger always tries to do something different and I love them for it. We also have a few other miscellaneous tweets. We have your enzyme saying sometimes I hate watching current season shows. Having to wait a week between episodes is the worst. Yeah, definitely. Especially when, like with last season, there was a lot of good shows that, you know, so um, I mean, for me, Yuri on Ice that's where I had that biggest experience. I was like, oh, man. But it also, in a way, you know, when I'm really invested in a show as it's airing, and, you know, now that we live in a world where we can get simulcasts like this, I mean, who would have thought when we were anime fans back in the 90s that this really would have been possible to get, like, the latest airing anime as it's airing. Dude, um, right? But uh, it also, like, for definitely, like, Yuri on Ice, uh, I was going through, like, a... You know, there was a lot of political stuff going on, and there was it was a rough spot at work, and so like for me, every Wednesday, like that gave me something to look forward to, kind of to get through the rest of the week. So yeah, yeah, I'm having that issue right now with the Dragon Ball Super and Recreators. Like after every episode, oh, yeah. I'm just like, I need more right now. Definitely. So. Th- before we move on to our feedback, it's time to wrap up with What's Up? Yeah, I, uh, this week, have been watching Dragon Ball Super, uh, and I've been watching Recreators. In both cases, I just can't get the shows fast enough. I um, really thoroughly enjoy every episode. In fact, Dragon Ball Super lately, like the last two episodes, I've been watching multiple times each week, which I did not used to do, but um, basically any episode that has a fight featuring Gohan, like, yeah, I'm gonna watch that more than once. Um, Recreators, uh, we're finally starting to figure out, like, what's going on, and that's super exciting. Um, Some of the stuff that I think Slagkick had commented on back in episode, like, two, like, oh, Slagkick was totally right. That's the direction this is going in. Uh, so that's exciting stuff. That's otherwise, awesome. otherwise, I'm just sort of picking and choosing from the various uh, first episodes of the current season anime so that we can hopefully get a current season anime discussion going before, before the next before season Before the summer starts. season. Yeah. Yeah. Because that'll be here before we know it at this point. Yeah. Uh, well, what about you, Saggy? What have you been watching? Um, it's been a little slow for me. So it's mostly been keeping up with uh, Dragon Ball Super, like you said. Uh, and I mean, this has kind of been a filler arc, but I mean, in Super, even a filler arc is really good. Like, Dragon Ball Super is a legitimately good show. You know, we, yeah. we, I think we all look at Dragon Ball Z through nostalgia lenses and, you know, definitely acknowledge its shortcomings. And I mean, I don't know. I, I do feel that Kai did a lot to really show the strengths of the original show. Of you know of Z not Dragon Ball which you know still you know your mileage may vary with Dragon Ball but uh, Dragon Ball Super is like a legitimately good show and it's I think it's because they realize you know what Dragon Ball is and what it should be and and what it could be what it should be and what it could be yeah because I mean it's definitely 
it definitely is self-aware, and and I don't think that Dragon Ball Z at a lot of times was self-aware of what it was. So in a lot of ways, you know, Dragon Ball Super is actually a lot funnier, and you know, just a, a lot of fun to watch. And I would say that you know, with Z, maybe we had like the. Um, driver's license episode which was really irreverent but you know uh i I think they they finally found the right balance for dragon ball and it's uh thank god that it's making gt irrelevant (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we love your feedback. We like your subscriptions, ratings, and reviews on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher Radio. We like your Facebook likes, and we effing love Twitter. We effing love Twitter. You can email us at mailbuoy at animebuoy.org. Mailbuoy at animebuoy.org. And, of course, you can visit our home base at animebuoy.org. Animebuoy.org. And if you'd like to hear some other podcasts, you can check out Spike. Oh, they can check me out? Nice. I think they already do that. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, First, I'd like to point you in the direction of Podukin CCCP. That's Comics, Cosplay, and Cons. The podcast focuses on the three favorite non-video game pastimes of Dave and his co-hosts. Dave, of course, is Twitter user at EdwardWong4. He's been on this show and will hopefully be on this show again. Indeed. Also, when you point you in the direction of Slagkick and I's show, GameBooey.org. GameBooey.org. That, that is the GameBooey.org video game podcast. GameBooey.org video game podcast. Your twice-monthly port of call for gaming news and views that maybe aren't on your radar, but most definitely should you be. You know, that one's not really worth mentioning. That's kind of just like the sideshow we do. There's also Ranger Pridecast, where myself and Shane Alenko talk about the current season of the Power Rangers meta series, as well as the current season of the Super Sentai meta series upon which it's based out of Japan. If you're into the kind of stuff we talk about here on Anime Buoy, you would probably be into the kind of stuff that Shane and I talk about over on Ranger Pride. Slaggy, what about you? I'd like to shout out to Transformation Sequence, the podcast where a panel of nerds get together to talk about anime without fears of random bullies trying to steal your town through a illegal black hole app. I'd also like to shout out to our non-anime nerd show, Reading is Fundamental, the podcast where myself... Spike, Rob Roberts from Orange Lounge Radio, and Delvin from VG Realness talk about RuPaul's Drag Race, the show where queens are competing to be the next drag superstar. Uh, We're currently getting towards the end of season nine of that show, not the ninth season we've been podcasting there, but, uh, you know, uh, we have a lot of fun over there. We're really sassy, and I feel like there needs to be a drag queen anime, although, you know, drag is definitely, as far as I know, not as big in Japan, you know, as it is over here. Although, I, you know, I do know about some of the drag scene over there. That being said, I'd also like to put you in the direction of the Same Type Attack Bonus Podcast, or Stabcast for short, the podcast that myself and Spike do with Trainer Sulker. It's your twice-deeply look into the... twice-monthly look into the deeper worlds of Pokemon. So uh, definitely check us out there. With that, thank you so much for tuning in on this lovely Saturday afternoon, or whenever you may be listening. Uh, Until then, keep watching. Keep watching. Keep thinking. Keep thinking. And see you, Space Patrol Luluko. Yeah, we're super normal, all right.
All right, mics are hot. Hot mics, hot mics. Ready? Yep.